the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Have your Bibles. Turn with us. Uh, We're going to take up where we left off uh, a few Sundays ago. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 through 7. Then keep your Bibles open because we will be referencing a number of scripture. And I want you to hang with me and then be ready to document and either type in your note section of your your technology or in your note taker's journal or whatever you have to write with. The truth, the truth is worth writing so that you can live it out and implement it. The word of God says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 through 7, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly and when you pray do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do for they think they will be heard for their many words I want to continue the series as we engage in prayer this season the priority of being a prayer-minded Christian. The priority of being a prayer-minded Christian. So many Christians say they have a relationship with the Lord, but uh, their minds are just all over the place. Some, some Christians have a technological mind. Some saints have, have uh, wishy-washy minds. There are saints who have distracted minds. There are saints with all there are saints who have carnal minds, but we need to be prayer minded saints so we can think with clarity, so we can walk circumspectly in a world that wants to destroy us. The priority of being a prayer minded Christian. What is prayer? Prayer is talking to God with reverence and humility. It's talking to God with reverence and humility. It is also communion with God. There are prayers. There are types of prayers. There are prayers of adoration. There are prayers of intercession. There are prayers of confession of sins. There are prayers of supplication for mercy. 
and their prayers of thanksgiving for blessing received. Again, there are prayers of adoration. Then you have prayers of intercession. You have prayers of confession of sins, uh, prayers of supplication for mercy and thanksgiving for blessings received. God requires that we pray and seek his face through prayer. Through prayer, God's children speak to him. Through prayer, God's children call on him. Through prayer, God's children cry out to him. Are you praying to your heavenly father? How is your prayer life? I believe all of us have fallen short in the area of prayer. Uh, uh, If anybody say, you know what, I can't do any more praying than I'm already done. That person's already under suspect. Because the truth be told, none of us pray enough, particularly in the times in which we live. We need to teach our children how to pray. We need to pray over our food. We need to pray in the morning. We need to pray at noon. We need to pray at night. When we wake up in the morning for day, we need to pray. You need to pray when you're walking. You know, a pit bull might come after you, you know. When you're doing weeds, and it's spring now, and when you're doing weeds, you need to pray that you don't get stung by a bee or a wasp. Well, there's a whole lot of things. A bird, you get too close to a nest, a bird may swoop down and peck you. So you, you need to be praying. All kinds of things can happen. And then, and just, and you can pray and things still happen, but then it could be worse if we were not praying. You know? So prayer is so essential. It is so vital. Uh, the scripture guidelines for prayer, uh, based on Matthew 6, 6 through 7, uh, what, does, what does God expect us to do? Well, we can look in this text and we can exposit this text and we can see uh, the guidelines uh, and requirements for prayer so our prayers would be acceptable before the Father. First of all, God expects his children to pray. God expects his children to pray. You say, how do you know that? Verse 6a says, but you, you believers out there, you, you children of God, when you pray, it is expected of you to pray. And verse 7a also says, and when you pray, you see, prayer is not an option. Uh, It is so vital for living the successful Christian life. Prayer is a special privilege from the Father that grants his children direct access to him without having to go through a priest or anyone else. Let me just say that again. That is so key. Prayer is so vital. It is a special privilege. Prayer is a privilege. God could have fixed it well. Well, he said, I don't want you praying to me. You're too sinful. Don't pray to me. But, but he wants us to know him. He wants us to have an intimate relationship with him. He wants to see his children go to the next level in Christ. So prayer is a special privilege from the father that grants his children direct access. Say direct access. You have direct access to Christ without having to go to a priest, without having to go to anyone else, without even having to go to me. I got to find Pastor Draper. I need his prayer. Listen, if, if the only time you can pray, if I'm praying for you, you're going to be in a mess because you don't, 
I'm not always reachable, not 100% of the time, but I know a God you can reach any time. That's right. You, 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 your, your, your prayers are not uh, based on trying to get to man. You don't have to go to a pope. You don't have to go to some kind of confession booth. Uh, you, you can just pray anywhere at any time. It's a privilege. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. You can come confidently that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let me tell you something else about prayer. Praying to God privately means that we shut everything out to commune intimately with our Lord without interruptions and distractions. Praying to God privately means that we shut everything out to commune intimately with our Lord without interruptions and distractions. Verse 6b says, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. You see, we emulate Christ when we have that quiet, solitary place where we can frequent God alone in prayer. Also, when you pray in a secret place, you can tell the Lord your innermost secrets. You can tell him your innermost thoughts. You can tell him your innermost feelings. You can tell him all about your sins, sins that you, you, you have reservations about telling people. Uh, uh, you, you could tell them about what you're worried about. You, you could tell God about your fears, your betrayal. You can come to God with absolute confidence that he will not betray your confidence. Mark chapter one, verse 35 says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, a place where he can be alone with the father And there he prayed. Many saints are so addicted to the things of this world until they cannot let them go to spend quality time with God, with the God of all creation in prayer. I mean, if you don't spend time with God in prayer, your life will be spiritually anemic and spiritually deficient. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Beloved, we should not allow anything in this world to interfere with our prayer life and our relationship with the Lord. Even though this passage emphasizes private prayer, the scriptures do not prohibit believers from praying publicly. There are some saints who advocate not praying publicly at all, and they use this verse to substantiate it, but not so. There is nothing wrong with praying in public. Or well, First Timothy chapter 2, verse 8a says, I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere. Everywhere. You can pray in public. You can pray in private. You can pray before the church. You can pray at home with your family. You can pray by yourself. You can pray in groups. You can pray. 
You see, God rewards a prayer life that is aligned with scripture. If you want to pray correctly, if you want to pray healthy, if you want to pray in a way that's acceptable before the Lord, then you need to have your prayers aligned with the scriptures. You have to know the scriptures. And when you're praying according to the scripture, therein lies the power which makes our prayers rich which makes our prayers authentic and which makes our prayers very powerful. Verse 6c says, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. You do things right, God will bless you. Not only can God bless you in private, God can bless you where other folk can see your blessings. Now you don't seek public blessings, But when God want to bless you, he can bless you any way he wants to bless you. As a matter of fact, I like that old song that says, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. You see, another insight on prayer is that you do not have to pray long and repetitiously for your prayers to be meaningful and effective before the Lord. Long prayers does not necessarily mean spiritual prayers. Just because you pray long does not necessarily mean you're more spiritual and getting through to God. Verse 7 says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. And some people can really pray many words. They think they are spiritual because they, they have wordy prayers. Prayer must be sincere. Prayer must be from the heart without thoughtless, meaningless babble, without thoughtless, meaningless chatter and repetitive words. Beloved, you disqualify and negate everything you say in prayer if it is done with ill motives to be heard and seen of, 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 by people. Do nothing to be seen by people. Don't get up and sing because you want to be seen by people. Don't get up to pray because you want to be seen by people. Don't get up and do a testimony because you want to show people how spiritual you are, uh, how lovely you are. Nothing should be done to say, look at me. You stand up here saying, look at God. What is fasting? Well, fasting is abstaining from food and the pleasures of this world for personal revival. You're abstaining from food and pleasures of this world for spiritual renewal, to be renewed spiritually, for spiritual revival. Uh, you're, You're abstaining from food and the pleasures of this world for divine guidance, for healing, You fast for the resolution of problems that's dominating your life. Uh, You fast for the purpose of special grace to handle difficult situations. There are difficult situations that intrude into your life that prayer can take care of. Fasting is not only what you abstain from, it is also what you commit to. Scripture guidelines for fasting. Scripture guidelines for fasting. Matthew 6, 16 through 18 says, moreover, when you pray, it's a wonderful thing when God's children can fast. When you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces. They look so spiritual to say, look at me. Don't I look spiritual fasting? For they disfigure their faces that they may appear 
to, to men, to people, to be fasting. Or surely I say to you, they have their reward. In other words, people say, oh, look how spiritual she is. That's all the reward you get from God. That, that's your small reward. I want a reward bigger than that. Verse 17 says, but you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Clean up the ship. Clean up yourself. Don't, 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 don't draw attention to yourself. Verse 18, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly there again. Let me share, you, let me share something, some insights on fasting for the sake of the church and um, our spiritual growth. God expects his children to fast. The, the closer you get to God, the more you want to fast before him. Uh, verse 16a says, moreover, when you fast. And verse 17a also says, but you, when you fast. Fasting is a necessary spiritual discipline to draw us closer to Jesus. A fasting is a necessary spiritual discipline to increase our faith. To have strong faith. Fasting is a necessary discipline to purify our lives. To to clean up the sinful residue out of our lives. Fasting is for the purpose of breaking satanic strongholds in our lives. It is also God's way of putting us in position to be tremendously blessed by him physically and spiritually. Fasting not only bless you physically, but it blesses you spiritually. Many Old Testament and New Testament saints fasted before the Lord. I'll just give you a few. Uh, Moses fasted. Ezra fasted. Daniel fasted. Esther fasted. Elijah fasted. Jesus fasted. The leaders in the early church fasted. Cornelius fasted, just to name a few. There are many more. There's fasting in the Old Testament, fasting in the New Testament. We see fasting by the children of God. They had a walk with God and they did great things. Supernatural things happened because of their prayer life and because they had communion with God through fasting. Another insight on fasting is this. We do not fast to draw attention to ourselves and to be seen by people, which results in a loss of reward. It is a personal thing between God and his children. Verse 16 says, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward you see, we should, uh, we should exercise the spiritual discipline, discipline of fasting privately and carry on with the regular activities of life at the same time. You can fast and still be yourself in the Lord. You don't have to go announcing, I'm fasting today. I'm going without water for half a day. Maybe you need to keep the water. You do need, you do need to loosen up inside. Amen. So, so uh, I, I, watch, watch, watch. Some, don't be extremist, you know. So drink your water. And some of us could miss a meal or two. Now, some of you can't miss a meal because of medicine. Well, I take medication. I got to have medicine with my food. Well, there are other things you can fast. Fast the television. Well, you know, that's not going to kill you. That's right. Fast, fast, fast talking. Fast not talking so much. That's right. 
Fast thinking before you speak. Well, that's not going to hurt you. So don't worry about the food if you got uh, you take medicine. Um, uh, fast, fast, a prideful spirit. Guard against that. Uh, fast, uh, a, a second helping of food. See, fast sweets. Yeah, fast caffeine. You see, so there are a whole lot of things you can do without. You know what's got you. You know what has a hold on you. How many of you know what's got you? How many of you know what has a hold on you? You know exactly what it is. That's what you need to be fasting. Okay. We should exercise the spiritual discipline of fasting privately and carry on with the regular activities of life at the same time. When fasting is kept between God and us alone, the Lord will bless us for practicing it in the way prescribed in scripture. Verses 17 and 18 says, but you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Fasting was never meant to be put on spiritual display before people. In the days of Christ, some would neglect their appearance They wore dirty and torn clothes to show folk they were fasting. They kept their hair unkempt and also covered themselves with dirt and ashes to portray themselves as righteous and spiritual. The recognition by men was their reward again, just like in prayer. What makes fasting so powerful? You need to write these down. I have more than I can give you, so I had to actually scale it back. Because I know that um, uh, the the tension span of today's people is so short unless they're in a three-hour movie (laughs) or unless they're watching movies at home and the fourth and uh, game go 18 innings in baseball. I know somebody said, I don't like baseball. Okay, well, uh, 12 rounds of golf. Okay, fishing all day and, and get one fish. You can do all of these things. So what, what you say, and whatever else I didn't call. So uh, the tension span is so short when it comes to the things of God. And I wonder why. Matter of fact, I, I would probably pass out if, if a group of you came up and said, Pastor, we let out of church too soon. <laughs> what, what makes fasting so powerful? Number one, fasting and prayer enables you to withstand peer pressure. We all have peer pressure. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company. I say bad, say bad company. Bad company corrupts good character. Mess up your character. Boldness to stand alone for your faith. You need to be fasting about that. Uh, Fasting for biblical convictions. When the world is saying everything else, peer pressure, your friends, the teachers, your relatives. I mean, close relatives are saying the opposite of what you believe according to this word. And it takes boldness to tell folk that you're related to. That's not my biblical conviction. Speaking the truth in love with with a gentle spirit. It takes fasting and prayer. 
Many fail to live holy because of the corrupt influences they allow to come into their lives and even remain in their lives. Corrupting influences. You let it just set there and saturate your life and corrupt your life. There are people that you can't get rid of. Our Lord will help you live the successful Christian life when you determine to purge your life of anything or anyone that separates you from Christ. Let's transition. At what point does one know when to sever certain relationships? That's just not for, for teenagers and those who are 21 and 22. It's also for you who are 45, 50, and 70. At what point does one know when to sever certain relationship? A, when that relationship causes you to begin to decline spiritually. When you start declining because you're around this person, it's your frat brother, your sorrow, your homeboy from the hood, you know, then you need to cut off ties. You need to separate several relationships uh, when that relationship brings out the worst in you. Every time you're around this particular person, the worst come out of you. Your language change. You start cussing. You start acting a fool. You start being stupid. If people are going to make you act stupid, get away from stupid people. See, when the person you associate with, you sever the relationship, when the person you associate with is non-repentant and under divine chastening. You need to get back because if lightning strike it, you're going to get struck too. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.